Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, I am away for this week, but I wanted to make sure that you guys had a full range of videos. There will not be a live stream tomorrow. I may or may not have a video up for you. I'm not completely sure. But I did want to get in and uh, talk about this next Daily Walk in light of the next book that will be coming out, which is book two in the Kings of All Creation series on prayer, focusing on the life of Hezekiah. And all I'm going to talk about today, and this might be fairly short, but it's just something to get us thinking about the life of Hezekiah. Remember, Hezekiah's father, Ahaz, was one of the most wretched kings Judah had ever seen. Yet Hezekiah himself was called one of the greatest kings that Judah had ever seen. Now, of course, this is when the, the kingdoms were divided. We had the northern kingdom. We had the southern, southern kingdom down there. The northern kingdom retained the name Israel. The southern kingdom took the name of Judah. All of Israel's kings were, were wicked, or at least I think one or two of them were neutral, but were not specifically called good. In Judah's kingdom, there were several kings that were good, and they kind of cycled in and out. And uh, as I'm getting into preparing for this next book, I'm looking at some of the background and the historicity, and, and this is an extra biblical argument, but it got me one to be thinking about, just as, a, just as something to think about. What would cause Hezekiah to become one of the greatest kings that Judah had ever seen. In fact, it was the first time since the days of Solomon that the required festivities were maintained. It was the first time since Solomon that the Passover was observed. And what would cause such a thing? And I think that there's some interesting textual cues. And we have to go back to his father, Ahaz. Now, Ahaz, his story is in 2 Kings and in um, Second Chronicles, of course. So Second Kings, we're going to be looking at um, verse, uh, excuse me, chapter 16. So we're just going to read the first couple uh, verses here. I think we're going to do 1 through 4. So this is Second Kings 16, 1 through 4. In the 17th year of Pekah, son of Ramula, Ahaz, son of Jotham, king of Judah, became king. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. He did not do right in the sight of the Lord his God of his father David had done. But he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel and even made his son to pass through the fire according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had driven out before the sons of Israel. He sacrificed and burnt incense on the high places and on the hills and under every green tree. Now there is a very subtle difference here as we look at uh, as we look at Ahaz in um, in Second Chronicles. So 2 Chronicles 28, and again, we're going to read verses 1 through 4. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. He did not do right in the sight of the Lord as David his father had done, but he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel. He also made molten images of the Baals. Moreover, he burned incense in the valley of Ben-Hinnon and burned his sons in fire according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had driven out before the sons of Israel. He sacrificed and burned incense on the high places and on the hills and under every green tree. What I want to talk about here is I want to focus on that one section. He burned his sons in the fire. Now, this is the sacrifice to Moloch. We find many references to this in the Old Testament. Uh, Jeremiah talks about it. You know, people who have wickedly sacrificed their children to Moloch. What they would do is, is there's like a, a shrine and a fire inside, and you'd pass your babies through there. Literally, your infant children, you just 
throw him down this chute into the flames and into the fire. Now, in the King's verse, it says he burnt his son in the fire. In the Chronicles, he says burnt his sons in the fire. And I think what's going on here is the Chronicles is a more overarching of the whole King's system. Kings specifically followed the line of the kings. And so there's a slight difference. And I think what this means is Hezekiah himself was passed through the fire. That's why we see a singular in the king's reference because it follows the lineage knowing that Hezekiah would be the next king, the, the, his son, versus I think he passed pretty much most of his sons through the fire uh, as we find the reference of multiple uh, plurality sons in Chronicles. Now, so I dug back into this and um, Hezekiah's mother's name was Abby or, a or Abatha, I believe. Uh, the both, both names are given. And according to the Jewish... Um, uh, according to the Jewish Talmud uh, and the specific council written at the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, which was only a couple generations after this period of time, according to their traditions, Abatha rubbed Hezekiah in salamander blood to save him from being passed down through the fires. In other words, um, well, let, let's get back to that. So what is this with the salamander's blood? So if you go back through, even Augustine in City of God talks about salamanders come from the fire. You know, is the old naturalists believe that fire spawned forth salamanders. Well, what's going on here? Are salamanders really fireproof? Well, no, but actually scientifically, it turns out that they seem to be more fire resistant. If you were to take a skin of salamanders, it's more fire retardant than cloth, wool, or a lot of other things of the time. But what we would find is that the reason it was believed they came from fire is in that time of this natural, spontaneous generation, if you would take a log and start burning it in the fire, the only creatures they'd ever see crawl out of them were salamanders. The reason seems to be is that there's a frog hiding in the log, it burns to death. Salamanders, though, can withstand more heat and more temperature, so a salamander could have crawled out of the log. That's where that rumor came from. Now, does rubbing somebody in salamander blood save you from being passed through fire? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, so we also have other, of course, instances of, of fascinating miracles. Look, for example, at... Uh, when uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the book of Daniel, they fail to bow down uh, and worship the statue when there's music, and so they're cast into the fiery furnace. Of course, these people cast in the fiery furnace, the story goes on to recount that there's four people in the fire, and one of them looks like a son of the gods. And so the king calls them out, and basically that turns the king into worshiping the one true God of Israel. Uh, because these people, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were not afraid to walk through the fire. So we have instances in scripture where a person can miraculously survive fire, and in that instance they say nothing on them was even burnt. Okay, now then this raises the question, if it's true that Hezekiah was passed through the fire, we either had a miraculous case because God knew Hezekiah was the next chosen king, or we had a case that in a superstitious thing, the mother rubbed him with salamander oil or salamander blood, and for whatever reason, he survived being passed through the fire to Moloch. What if Hezekiah were actually a burn victim? What if Hezekiah was a person who grew up scarred for life by the fire and by the flames from his father sacrificing him to the false god Moloch? 
What would happen if that were the case with Hezekiah? Would that not cause him to look at what his father does with disdain and start questioning other things? Of course, in the period of time of, of uh, Ahaz, Isaiah was preaching, and we know that Isaiah knew Hezekiah. And also, according to these Jewish traditions, Ahaz may, uh, banned the teaching of anything connected to the God of Israel. And so, allegedly, um, um, Isaiah, to me, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah had to preach in silence, according to Jewish tradition. And with that, what if Isaiah was teaching Hezekiah? And this is why when Hezekiah took over the reign, even though he had 10 years of co-regency with his father Ahaz, even on year one, Hezekiah started to reform the nation and turn it back to the laws of God. What if it is because of all of the suffering at the hands of his father? What if it was because? So it pauses this question. What if Hezekiah was burnt because his father passed him through the fires to Moloch. It's a very interesting thing to think about. And yes, that is the type of thing that us crazy geeky academics look into. But I did read through all the, the, um, all the um, uh, Talmud about those sections. And uh, uh, if I can remember what the links were, I'll go ahead and put them down in the description down below. Um, but it's a fascinating thought. So this kind of brings us into this this basic thing. I mean, there's a section in, in uh, Ezekiel 19 where it looks at, at the soul that is righteous will survive. Maybe there's some cross-play, overplay to that. Um, but what do you guys think? Is that an interesting theory? Have you ever heard that before? Um, what do you think? Is that potentially valid, potentially not valid? Would that be a reason that Hezekiah turned completely away from everything his wicked father had done. Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is OurWalkInChrist.com.